We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Thunder fans? Welcome to the, un- the uncontested postgame podcast. We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and also a the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. I'm joined by none other than our fearless leader, our uh, our host, our captain, Jacob Niffin. Lou Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. That is right. And uh, Jacob, I got to ask you right, right off the cuff. Is it is it SGA a top three Thunder player, and why is he not two or three? Man, my, my man. <laughs> I mean, that was a fun joke until he kind of missed some free throws there at the end of the game. But we'll kind of ruin, ruined his nice game, yeah. Everything's fine. It, it, it's still a great game. Um, all that to say, Jacob, a ton of fun tonight watching this young Thunder team. I, I called them Thunder U all night when I was tweeting because the Thunder played against the Portland Tra- Trailblazers tonight on a back-to-back after they played the Clippers uh, Sunday afternoon. They went up to Portland, played the Trailblazers. Obviously, the Blazers were without um, Zach Collins, without, um, oh, I almost said Jokic, without Nurk- Nurkic, <laughs> um, also without CJ McCollum. There's quite a few injuries uh, for that Blazers team. But the Thunder themselves were without George Hill due to a uh, thumb injury. I think it was a thumb sprain. They, he he had a x-ray after yesterday's game, came back negative, according to Dagnault. Um, and he even tried to go today. Is kind of what it seems like. Seems to be more of a day-to-day type of injury, which is really good. Um, so hopefully it's just a thumb sprain and nothing more serious. However, in the interim, Jacob, Teo Maladone gets the start. The young rookie. Um, he didn't have like crazy stats or anything, but I think he did a really good job with that starting unit. And uh, all that to say that the Thunder U looked pretty good tonight. The, the, the young Thunder plus Mike Muscala, which we absolutely will get into, end up being the Portland Trailblazers 125 to 122. Um, they hold Damian Lillard, and when I say they, Lou Dort. Uh, held Lillard to 26 points, although a lot of those came <laughs> at the very end of the game. Uh, whenever they kind of started to get tired, and you could tell the Thunder's depth um, just wasn't quite there. That's kind of when Dame started to explode. But 
you know, we're, we'll dive into all of that. All of that to say, it was a pretty fun game. Just initial reactions, you know, right off the top of your head, Jacob. What were, what are you thinking right now? How are you feeling? What are some things that stuck out to you? And then we'll dive into some individual topics before we dive into some Twitter questions. And then um, our guy Eku from Discord and also Twitter sent us a question I want to get into at the very end. Uh, man, there's so much that I want to dive into. Like, I, know. I don't know. That's how I feel too. <laughs> let's, let's we just start. jumped on. It's late, right? Yeah. It's 11:55 Central Standard Time. Uh, we didn't throw together an outline like we usually do for post games and try and like uh, organize it, just because uh, it, it was a fun game. And sometimes just initial reactions are the best. And also, it's late. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, without an outline, we're gonna try to keep this uh, brief, like our post game pods are supposed to be. But knowing Taylor and I, we'll. Uh, <laughs> Go we'll down a lot of rabbit the, holes. We'll run off the rails. Let, so we really need to start with the uh, the beginning of the Seattle Supersonics <laughs> uh, back in 19. <laughs> Kidding. I think we got to start off tonight talking about the the most impressive player of the night, the most impressive player on the team, Shea Gilgis Alexander. My dude, first half, like he looked good. He looked he looked really good first half, but then that third quarter, this dude came out looked Damian Lillard square in the eyes and said, I'm the best player on the court tonight, and I'm going to go out and mm-hmm. prove it. Now, You're exactly right. Damian is still the, the better player. Yeah, right. But Shea just had it going, Taylor. Back to back, I my eyes rolled in the back of my head, and I started speaking in <laughs> tongues whenever back to back Shea crossed up Anthony Simons, put him on skates, and hit the jumper over him. And then I, I think it was uh, – um, I can't remember who he got the second time down, but the very next it was Cantor. Hit, the very next, the oh, very yeah, so he got uh, Cant- Thunder he get got, a stop. They they, they go down and, and Shea does it on Cantor. Gave Cantor oh shaking baby gosh. syndrome as he was about to fall on the <laughs> floor. Baby stepped back on him, and I was like, dude, this <laughs> kid so true, is confident. He is feeling it. Taylor Shea ended with six assists tonight. It could have been twenty. No, it, it could have been 20 assists, especially like you said. So if Shea's playing at this level with the players that he has around him last season, yes, he probably has 20 assists. But if Shea's I, – I, I still think Shea – and I said this about Baisley as well. Um, this is applicable. I know we'll get into Baisley at some point. But I think Shea could have had – again, is another game where it feels like he could have had 35 points. He ended up with 24, uh, nine rebounds, six assists. <laughs> Jacob – 8 of 12 from the floor. No shit, man. 12 Incredible. shots. Now, granted, and this is kind of it kind of becoming a, a, a small theme um, so far for this, this you know, the, the beginning of the, the season, but he continues to get to the free throw line, which is awesome. Now, that is also a negative for Shays, and maybe the only negative from Shays' night tonight. Um, 5 of 10 from the, from the free throw line, which isn't great. However, getting to the line 10 times, only shooting 12 times, and you're still coming up to 24 points, which is pretty incredible. Uh, again, he's flirting with a triple-double there. So Shea's aggressiveness has been awesome. But it's, uh, just kind of going back to your post-game podcast that you did on Friday uh, after the first Clippers game, and then also um, our group podcast that we did on Sunday night, dropping Monday, um, yesterday, I guess now, just seeing Shea... You know, he, he, when he has it going like he does, it's not like seeing a, a player like Kevin Durant where every time he touches the ball, you know it's going up. Or even Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton might be a, a better example that's recent. Every time he touched that ball against the Nets last week, you knew that he was going to throw that ball up. And uh, 
it was probably going in. That's not the case with Shea. When he's taking the game over, he does it in so many different ways. And um, it, it just what's so impressive, and like you've mentioned many times, it's just the balance, right? So he has those, um, you know, he, he he's scoring. He scores two straight times, and he goes down, drives again. The defense thinks he's going to score, and then he dishes it out to a, an, an open teammate um, and just creates so much offense for so many others. Yeah, it's his playmaking – is single-handedly the most impressive thing from this season for Shea, hands down. I don't know how many times tonight I watched Shea uh, take his men off the dribble, get into the paint, and either kick out to somebody who would catch and shoot or kick out to somebody who would then immediately swing it to the corner for a shot. I mean, Shea's potential assist tonight and his hockey assist tonight are through the roof. I mean, just his playmaking the hockey is so is another great point. Yeah, I mean, his, he's not getting credit for so many points that he's creating. Um, you know, he, he, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. I think that's a really good point. He's so in control. He's so in control. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He never forces. I felt like he maybe forced a little bit down the stretch tonight in that fourth quarter. But besides that, he never forces stuff. He's always within the flow of the game. He's always making the right play. It's just. Taylor, it's incredibly impressive. He is – I don't think he'll make an all-star game this season because of the th- what the Thunder's record will be. I was going to say, when if he continues to play at this level, if he doesn't make an all – I was literally thinking about this throughout the game tonight. If he doesn't make an – sorry, I'm taking us down rabbit holes because that's what we do best. But if he doesn't make an all-star game t- uh, this year uh, and he continues to play at this level – and doesn't have like a like a you know a random fall off. Um, I think it's more like you we're, we're getting into. It's it's more because of the Thunder team, not so much because of Shea. Because this level of play is just there's not very many playmakers in the league that are playing at the level he is and getting his teammates involved and doing so much more than just scoring the basketball. He has been phenomenal. There's no other way to put it. Uh, this dude has been awesome. Uh, Stats.nba.com has. Uh, has his updated stats now after Good. tonight's game. I can do a highlight uh, reel. <laughs> 22 points. He is shooting 52% from the field, almost 39% from three. He's got to get that free throw percentage up. It's only at yep. 76%. That's kind of uh, weird. 5.4 rebounds, 6.4 assists. If we, if we, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to do it right here live on the pod, but if I use the advanced filters and on and looked at like, players that are scoring 22 5 and 6 on 50% field goal efficiency um it's going to be a very you know what screw it i said i'm not going to do it i'm going to do it so taylor talk you about go no no, no you go ahead this. um because one thing the the last thing i really want to mention on Shay which is his confidence jacob um this is something we didn't really see last year not to say that he didn't play confidently but i'm talking about his emotions Shay's a pretty poised dude right uh we we don't see it or at least Last year, we didn't see a ton of emotion from him, but man, I mean, these, I shouldn't say the past couple of games, because the Clippers games don't really count, Um, but the games where he's had it going, we're seeing more and more emotion, and that kind of all, like, kind of uh, came to a climax tonight, right, where he was the main guy. You have George Hill out, you have Al Horford out, and then I actually tweeted out this GIF, and video, I guess. But you have Shea on the sidelines, right? He, he had just got done dropping. Oh, this is off the top of my head. And I actually have this stat, um, but I don't want to look it up right now. Oh, man. I think he scored like 11 in the third or something like that at this point. Anyways, he's sitting out, and the bench goes on that run. 
in the fourth quarter, um, led by Hami, Mascala, basically, and, and Kendrick Williams, which is another guy we, we, we probably will briefly touch on. But uh, you see Shea on the sidelines just jumping up and down, flexing, smiling ear to ear, uh, you know, turning on his teammates, but also leading them, which was super cool. Uh, and I also have another gif <laughs> where Shea in the second quarter towards the end of the half he uh, has just just ridiculous pull up three from like almost Dame Lillard range, right? He drills it, and this is after he's already drove, uh, drove to the rim and, and had a couple baskets. Um, he's on a roll here. He hits that three, and you see him like backpedaling back on defense, just stoic. Just uh, he he's feeling like the man, and like you said, Jacob, he felt like the best player on that court tonight, and and he didn't care. It was Dame Lillard. That was, you know, guarding him the entire time. He he literally felt like he was the best player on the court. Definitely. All right, I, I ran the stats. Um, if we take the filters of players that scoring at least 20 points, five rebounds, six assists, and have a field goal percentage of 50% or higher, there are two players in the league, Shea and Nicole Oh, my Jokic. gosh. <laughs> that's now, a, I know that's arbitrary, and it's small it sample is, size and everything else. Still, It's impressive. It's, it's impressive. very impressive. Okay, Taylor, we've already gone 10 minutes about Shea, and we're shooting for like a 30-minute <laughs> pod. Um, next topic, uh, I picked Shea, so what do you want to talk about from this game? Let's go ahead and touch on Baisley. That's somebody I was staring at here. Um, he he started out really hot. He not necessarily cooled down as much as he was just kind of taken out of the game, and it kind of took him a while to pick it back up. But Baisley, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I tweeted this at the very beginning of the game, Jacob. And I, I know you started the game a little late. Um, you're a little behind to start, but I think you started from the beginning, correct? Mm-hmm. Did you true. notice that the the Blazers, um, this version of the Blazers, right? They were packing the paint from the very beginning on like those first four, five, six possessions. Oh yeah, um, and just daring the Thunder to shoot. Well, that that opened up, and, and I tweeted this out that the Thunder needed to hit some outside shots to open up the lane um, to really open up their and, and kind of unlock their offense. And we saw that, and, and that really started with Baisley. Um, Roby had an outside shot. Obviously, Mascala was on fire tonight. We'll get to him. But I think the next topic, the next player I want to go to is Darius Baisley, Jacob. Um, another huge positive. 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists on 6 of 11 shooting, 3 of 6 from the 3-point line. Baisley definitely looked like he had kind of broken out of his slump. But with all that being said, it still felt like a game that Baisley could have had 26-27. Um as as you mentioned in the past, if if he can you know continue to hone in on finishing around the rim, and then knocking down those jumpers and outside shots, I mean he has the IQ. He he's taking the right shots. He's making the right plays. Um, I mean shoot, he had a play where um, he had to hit a three or two. He had a defender come out on him, and I think in the second quarter he pump fakes, drives baseline slams it on him and it's just you know those kind of plays it basically just has such a great basketball iq and he's so versatile and that's kind of something you know maybe that's a separate topic as well but just this young team you know they didn't really uh this young thunder team without horford and hill they didn't really play a true center and the, the blazers really seem to kind of struggle i think um with that versatility that that starting lineup provided just being able to push the pace like that and i was just really impressed with how they executed and a lot of that started with Baisley. so what were your thoughts on Baisley's game tonight yeah he had a nice breakout game uh funny going up against a front court of ns cancer and the corpse of carmelo anthony will do that for you yeah you know, right that's uh, fair not not much resistance hey, there. but former thunder legends carmelo anthony and uh ns cancer um basically dunked the ball multiple times that is good. He's not trying to lay it up. He tonight to me 
yes, the shot fell. Sometimes the shot's going to fall. Sometimes it's not. I'm not as worried about that as I am. He was decisive. He was decisive in everything he did. Great point. Um, You mentioned the blow-by of Cantor for the dunk. He had an alley-oop. There was another play, Taylor, in the third quarter where the Thunder got a defensive rebound. And Darius Baisley took off like he was a freaking wide receiver on a go route. Just out-sprinted everyone down the court. Shea hit him for a hit-ahead. Baisley misses the layup but got fouled and went to the free throw line for two free throws. And it was just like he just outworked everybody and just I I never seen the guy run that fast in my life. Yep. And he booked he was it down the court. court really well. And and it's those types of things. He whenever you do that, you know you're getting the ball. He looked confident and he looked like he knew what he wanted to do. There was no hesitation. There was no do I jab step, do I shoot, do I swing it? He the process the wheels weren't turning tonight. He was just playing off of instinct and that's what you want from him. I bet the coaches talked to him about that too. Play off of instinct. Don't think too much about the game. And he did well with that. So one thing on, on Baisley, and this kind of leads into an overall theme, I think, as a whole. Um, guys we, we or guys and gals, all of our listeners, we probably aren't going to have a lot of negatives tonight, which is fine in a game like tonight because um, there was a lot of fun things to take, to take from this, especially when it's the young guys who are producing and um, are able to put on performances like they were tonight. Um, you know, obviously you want to lose games to get a better draft pick, but games like tonight where the young guys are the ones who are putting on a performance like they did, um, and you're seeing the development right in front of you, I, I think it's it's fine to focus on those positives. So that's kind of what we're doing here. But Jacob, one thing about Baisley that really impressed me and the team as a whole, you know, we mentioned and we kind of joked around last night and even throughout the weekend that uh, without Horford, Roby, Baisley, the Thunder team as a whole were just going to get destroyed on the boards. Again, no um, Nurkic, no Zach Collins, but the Thunder, without a quote-unquote true center, um, they only got out-rebounded by two. The Portland Trailblazers out-rebounded them 57-55, to 55, and Baisley played a really good part, a really big part in that. Just back to Baisley, if I can actually get there. There we go. Um, again, seven rebounds. Um, he was fighting. He was making plays. He was trying to contest shots. And again, you know, that's credit to Roby. That's credit to Mike Muscala, who had an incredible game. We'll get into him. Um, but as a whole, I thought the Thunder team did a really good job there. And they obviously anticipated that. I think Baisley even mentioned that in his postgame interview. Yeah, no, good stuff. Now, Ennis Cantor did have 22 rebounds over uh, he did. one Isaiah Roby. But he also no, only had 13 points. But, yeah. I mean, that's... He, he racked up some fantasy points tonight, I think, and, and some daily True. fantasy. True. But um, speaking of, of rebounds, you know, everybody chipped in. Everyone had at least two rebounds in this game. What's maybe even more impressive to me, Taylor, every player that played for the Thunder, all 10 guys, had at least six points. That's a, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have Lou with seven, Maladone with six. Uh, Teo had six, four, and four. In his first start, he was only two seven from the floor. That's fine. Forty percent from three, though, and he played some pretty decent defense. He was not a liability by any means, and I love seeing him get get that opportunity. Obviously, he didn't explode like we all like. You know, it, when you're fanboying, you kind of hope that you know Taylor's going to come out with like fifteen, eight, and nine or something crazy. Um, he didn't do that, but I think he played really well in that starting he role. He played within himself. You're exactly right. I mean, Poku six, uh, Justin Jackson. <laughs> Justin Jackson had six, um, and then Kenny Hustle 
who also had a good game, had seven. I think that's a really good point. Um, a really balanced scoring effort uh, led by Shea with 24 when he really got it going there in the third quarter. Yeah, very impressive um, offensively just sharing the ball. It also shows you just how god-freaking-awful Portland is at defense, mm-hmm. that the second-to-worst uh, offensive team in the NBA uh, just lit you up for 125 points. They also had a the, – the, not the Blazers, but the Thunder had a season high. Uh, this is off the top of my head also, but I think it was 34 points in the first quarter. Um, regardless, whatever they scored in the third – in the first quarter was a, a season high for the Thunder. The, ha- the um, halftime points were also a season high. Um, Not great for the Blazers, who I, I, uh, I don't was pretty know high on. If, I don't know if 45% from three is a season high, but that's really damn high. It should be. It should be. Hey, speaking of three-point shots, let's just go ahead and jump into them, Jacob. Mike Muscala. The Moose I mean, the is moose, on the loose. He is on He's on the loose because he got lit on fire and started running around the, uh, the mountains of Colorado. Dude. Good Lord. What was more impressive from Mike tonight? Six of ten from three, or that play there was in the fourth quarter <laughs> where he hit that post-up turnaround one-legged oh. Dirk fadeaway. He was feeling it. Um, my, my, and I when love did he Roby? get the balls to shoot that shot? Goodness. You got to be feeling yourself if you're Mike Muscala <laughs> to be willing to take that thing. I need the confidence of Mike Muscala and um, Alexei Pokusev. Pokushevsky. Oh, hold on. I, I think he meant oh, Pokusevsky. Pokusevsky. Alexei Pokusevsky. Uh, I need their confidence in my life because it's just incredible. Poku is another guy we can kind of get into. He not necessarily had a great stat line or anything crazy like hey, that. Hey, he was but efficient. Six exactly. points on two of four shooting, three rebounds, two assists, a block. And you can tell every time he, he's starting to refine that shot. He's getting more and more confident also. Oh my gosh! When he he has the ball and he's like pointing, trying to direct the offense, <laughs> like he's a like he's Shea Gillis Alexander. And he drives, it, gets stripped. Oh, I it was just it. beautiful. Give me the, the whole Poku, Poku experience. Exp- Give me the you whole know what? Poku experience. Four years from now, and we're looking back. I it's, I can't wait. Anyways, when he's Mike uh, Muscala, making his I'm sorry third all NBA team. Yeah, it, we'll yeah. Be- when he's the next Kevin Durant slash you know Kevin Durant combined with um. Porzingis, yeah, correct. There you go. Now, Mike Muscala, 23 points, 8 of 12 from the field, like you mentioned, Jacob, 6 of 10 from 3. My man was feeling it. He was, he was cooking. Continue, but the I think the impressive thing to me is something that we've continued to harp on this entire season so far, and it's small, it's small sample size, but not too small now. I mean, the Thunder have played um, 16 games, right? He, he He's playing solid defense. Um, he, he's impacting the game in other ways, but when he has that shot going, I mean, it's just... There's not a lot you can do. Yeah, it's it's impressive, man. He played really, really well. I was really pleased with him. Um, one more guy, and then we'll move on to some Twitter questions and and, and for the night, Taylor. Uh, we got to talk about Lou. Oh yeah, the torture oh, yeah. chamber. I Lou, um, Homie had eleven three and two, just really quick. Five of eight from the field. I thought he played a much more poised game. Was much more whenever under control, he just but gets mainly... downhill and attacks. He is really good. And he should have had a much more efficient night. He Agreed. should have had like 14, 15 points on eight shots if he could make a free throw. Exactly. But his free throws the free throw poor. shooting is a, and we actually have a Twitter question about that. We'll get into that. Yep. Um, but it, it was interesting watching him being the sole point guard or the, uh, I guess that's just the, the, the initiator of the offense in that second unit because 
obviously Tails started. And I was kind of surprised that that Dignoth did not go ahead and stagger um, Teo and Shea a little more. But that second unit was working. <laughs> it worked all night, so I don't blame him for not changing that up. Anyways, briefly touching on Nahami. Uh, Jacob, I also want to briefly touch on Kenny Hustle. Kendrick Williams, because he just continues to make things happen, so much so that he ended up closing the game in place of Teo um, in, that, in that young starting lineup. Um, seven points, seven rebounds, two assists. He's not a scorer, he's not a shooter, but he does the dirty work, um, and we kind of heard about guy. that prior to the season. He's a glue guy. He's, at, and you know he's getting what, better and more comfortable. You know what the stuff that he does on the court reminds me of? Nick Collison. Uh, yes, absolutely. Nick's the ultimate glue, glue guy, and that's what yeah. Kendrick he rebounds, does. and he's getting more comfortable with his nice team passes. and his program. Yeah, just he, he does everything the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've I've become a big fan of of Kenny Hustle. Uh, the mullet's growing on me too. So, and it, right, <laughs> if he keeps playing like this, I'll, yeah, I'm with he you. He can have whatever mullet um, he wants. Yeah, that, that's right, exactly so, right. So let's move uh, on to, to to our man Lou. Seven points on only seven shots, only one of four from three. Regression to the means over the past few games? Maybe so. Yes, but he still hit the three, which was yep. big. He's he's taking that with confidence. Again, the lane was kind of clogged early on, which kind of, I think, um, it caused him not to drive to the rim um, nearly as much as he, ha- as he had been mixing that into his game over the past couple of games. But all he that did have two of- really nice drives, though, and one of them was on Dame, who was holding his side afterwards because Lou just barreled into him. <laughs> I love that so much. And speaking of Dame, okay, again, 26 points, but on 8 of 22 shooting. Yeah. Um, and I I have stats from the first half when they basically locked, when he locked Dame down for like 10 points. But um, Lou's defense was super impressive, and that all kind of culminated, I think, there at the very end of the game, Jacob. And I actually tweeted this video and get out also. Um, but Lou, um, it, it, Dame was going basically for a huge three-point shot. Um, and, and Lou went, contested it. They called a foul, and Lou was like, no, there's no way I fouled him there. He he did the whole, you know, finger twirl. Had spin Dignall, the finger, I love yeah, it. Yeah, spin the finger, I do too, I do too. Anyways, Dignall challenged it, he won the challenge because Lou did not foul him, just played lockdown defense. This is after locking Dame down for like, I mean, almost the entire possession. Dame had to get rid of the ball. Whoever he threw it to, I can't remember now, threw it back to Dame. Dame jacks up some shot and flops um, and, and, and tries to get the foul on Lou, and that's when Lou did, or when Dignall did the challenge. Um, but just uh, that Lou is so impressive on both ends of the floor. And like you said, even when he's not impacting the game on the offensive side of the ball, when he's able to do what he did tonight against Dame, that's just really, really special. And even really when he's special. not hitting the three, he's hit it he's enough threat. now that he has gravity. I, People play point. him close, and they close out to him, which helps open up that lane for Shea to slither down in there and then kick out out of it. So uh, his contributions offensively aren't solely based on does the shot go in or not anymore, right? And, and that's that's massive. Uh, he's really started to establish his, himself as a shooter in the league. Uh, I, I've made this comp before. I'm making it again. To me, he's Portland-era Wes Matthews. Portland era West Matthews combined like with Marcus Smart. Uh, that's a damn good player. <laughs> yeah, that nah, is a yeah, damn good player. He's, he's a uh, he's an NFL linebacker with like maybe a little shorter and uh, just with handles a jump shot. It, I don't. It's wild. He might not make an all defensive team this year, but he's going to be in the conversation. Oh, it, it, I don't absolutely. Think there's any doubt about 
him being in the conversation. Nobody, I mean, I tweeted this tonight, Taylor, but you know, every night he goes into a game, whoever the star is on the other team looks at him and just thinks, God damn it. Like, seriously, I got to go up against that? Like, you know that Dame thought that tonight. You know oh, he absolutely that did. Devin, Devin Booker is going to um, look at the schedule tonight and see that they have the Thunder on Wednesday and just say, God damn it. I have to do that again, yeah, especially I, I, without CJ. I mean, and, and look, the Portland Trailblazers are a better team than what we saw tonight, obviously, because they have three key, piss, key, pisses, key pieces uh, missing. But all that to say, um, no, I, I agree completely. If, if Even if they're full strength, you're still going to have Dame on you, and you're going to rely on CJ, on Nurkic, on others to create for you because um, – <laughs> you're not going to take Lou Dort one-on-one, Jacob. Yeah, 100%. Oh, man. All right, you want to move on to some Twitter questions? Let's move on. We don't have any baked-in ad reads, I don't believe. I think this is uh, going to be a um, – what are we calling them now? Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. We can just jump right in. We don't have to read anything. Perfect. Lucky I like us. it. I like it. Um, so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Quite a few Twitter questions, and so I have to like scroll through all the notifications because there's a ton of, oh man. Um, Flex, why don't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I tweet out so many fire tweets, and everybody's just blowing up the uncontested account. I have to find my my Twitter question tweet. Here it is. Okay, actually, only have four because you know I tweet out so many fire tweets that it just got <laughs> lost in the timeline. <laughs> actually, we have a little more than that. So yeah, the first one's from our guy uh, Cheshire Cat CC. I'm pretty sure that based off the Avi, that's actually Silver Jacob on uh, YouTube when we're doing our live pods. Oh, each week. Nice, nice. So our guy, our guy Silver. He is consistent, and I love it. Or our gal, I don't know, but that's awesome. Um, so when Horford comes back, is Roby still starting? Uh, she, he or she actually sent like three. So let's start with Horford, Jacob. Does he start? Is Roby coming in? What do you think? Horford will start. Make Agreed. no doubt about it. Agree. I will Agreed. bet my next paycheck that Horford is the starter whenever he's available again. I agree with that, um, but we will obviously see extended Roby minutes, and also I think we'll see him um, in backup power forward rather than center. Jacob, how do you think Presty is feeling after this win? How's Presty feeling? He's feeling like he's got some nice young talent to build around, and he's looking at all those future draft picks and ability to trade up, um, and 
He is uh, doing my favorite GIF, birdmanrubshands.gif. <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Spot on. <laughs> and last question from uh, Black Dolphin 5, Cashier Cat, um, Silver on YouTube. A man slash woman of very many different names. When do you think Dort will get more love for Defensive Player of the Year to our earlier point? When do we think he'll start getting Defensive Player of the Year oh, love? Correct. Um, I think Zach Lowe already included Lou in his 10 things I like and don't he like did. talking he did. about Lou's defense. So I think we're already on the way. Honestly, I think we're already on the way. I love it. So, uh, Joel, uh, thank you again, Silver. Um, keep tuning in. We'll keep answering your questions. Um, Joel Wright asked, post-inevitable George Hill trade, which is fair, is Kenny Hustle in the closing five now? That's interesting. Yeah, post-George Hill trade, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Kenny. I think that the the coaching staff trusts him a lot, and so I, I, I definitely I think he's probably earned himself um, a position in that closing lineup. Um, whenever George Hill is traded, Shea, Lou, Kenny, uh, Bays, and then Horford. I like it. I like it. Um, so one more Twitter question, and we have to answer my guy, my guy Eku. Um, he. Uh, asked us a question that we've, we've forgotten the past two weeks on our, our group pod. Uh, before we get into that, our guy A.A. Ron, Aaron Young. A. What a. is he? Or Aaron Yunt um, is actually his Twitter handle, I guess. But uh, yeah, he has that list as A.A. Ron, which is pretty cool. Great reference. What is the over-under on Defensive Player of the Year's that Lou Dort will win in his career, Jacob? How many do you think he gets? I, I replied to him on Twitter uh, with the gif, um, uh, the limit does not exist. <laughs> no, I, I think I think Lou has a good shot at winning a Defensive Player of the Year um, in his future. Uh, it's not going to be this year, but he's got a chance. Uh, I mean... It's just incredible. A guy that big and that thick should not be that light on his feet. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And just what, he, how he's able to do that so consistently and uh, against some of the most elite players in the league. And I think the most amazing thing to me is it doesn't matter if it's Paul George, you know, last yesterday, almost said last night, or Dame uh, tonight, or, you know, Russell Westbrook tomorrow or Kyrie Irving the next day, he's going to lock them down regardless. And it's just, or he's going to cons- play cons- uh, consistent defense on yeah. them um, and-, and make it really hard for them, regardless of the kind of player they are. Yeah, you That's never, just been so impressive to me. He's just so versatile. Yeah, and you never worry about his effort, ever. You never say, oh man, Lou just didn't really have it going tonight defensively. He just, you know, stepped slow. You never say that. He's exactly. always on. Exactly. So our guy, uh, our guy Aku, he has seen the whole uh, pro versus anti tank. Jacob, he has a couple points for us. Um, he's seen the the debate. The anti takers are arguing that tanking will hamper the the development of the young guys, and we have so many draft picks already that we don't need a higher one this year. Meanwhile, the pro tankers instead think that we can't miss out on the generational talent top of this class as well as, as coming draft classes um small market teams can only get elite talent through the draft and we only have control of our own picks therefore we must tank however echo believes both of these views are a little misguided the correct view is pro trust and pressy 
Presley understands the value of winning culture and development, but he also uh, what is needed knows what is needed to build a contender through the draft. So as fans, he thinks that we should focus on enjoying the development of our youth versus the outcome. Kind of like we're doing tonight, right? Like we're we're looking at the positives and not worrying about you know freaking out about uh, tanking. And uh, Presley has a plan to set this team up for another ten years. We should sit back, be patient, let his vision manifest. What are your views on the pro tank versus anti tank? And uh, you know, hopefully, we don't have a certain podcast uh, if we should even call them that. Um, you know, shout out Gary England's last whatever <laughs> God, it is. It. I don't care. Uh, okay, um, pro tank versus anti tank. I mean, I'm I'm clearly on. I don't want to get in deep into the weeds in this again, Taylor. Here's the thing. Look, don't, if you go like, I mean, I feel like anti-tank is like Trumpers, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're storming the Capitol here. But if you're pro-tank, you're full-on, like, you know, lib. So you got to take a middle stance here, Jacob, for the people. I, I think you should not <laughs> worry about the outcome of games, and you should worry about what you are seeing in the big picture in the growth of your young players because in the grand scheme of things, this one season doesn't really matter uh, in the growth of your young guys does. And so losing games but seeing your young guys develop uh, is the ultimate ultimate recipe here, right? You get games like tonight where your young guys come out and they ball out and they win a game and it's good for their confidence and they're feeling on top of the world, and you want that. Right, winning tonight's game is not a bad thing. The Thunder had had lost what three in a row before this, and then had one in Chicago, but had lost two. Sorry, I said one three in a row. They had lost three in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you lose three, win one. Do that again. Lose three, win one. You keep getting those exactly. wins to kind of keep the the morale and the confidence going up, but you rack up those losses to rack up those lottery balls because I don't care how if you write your whole dissertation on anti-tanking and establishing losing culture, like miss me with that bullshit. That's what Detroit's doing this year. And that's what trust the process did those early years. That's what uh, Sacramento Kings have done for so long. And they're finally at a decent spot. Yeah. the, the, The whole idea is you need good players to win big games and to make the playoffs and to win in the playoffs. And for the thunder, the only way you get good players and keep them around long enough to, to watch them grow is through the draft. We can go down and down and down and talk about the percentage chance of each draft pick uh, in the draft based off of data from the past 60 years on what draft pick becomes an all-NBA player, an all-star player, a starter, a bench player, and out of the league. The data is overwhelming. You need top five picks to, to contend. You get top five picks by not being good on the basketball court and maximizing your potential. Jacob and I even contend. You need a top five pick, or and we shouldn't even say pick because picks sometimes are bust. You need a top five talent that pans out in order to win a NBA championship or to make it to the NBA finals. Yes, um, the Thunder got lucky having three of those um, in the in the first decade of their existence, right? Yeah, and um, and don't come to me and say, "Oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, oh Kawhi Leonard." Do you know how small of a percentage chance that is? Like when you look back at the history of the NBA. And at the draft, players taken outside of the lottery, like only 20% of them even become a starting level player in the NBA. Mm. Um, like Giannis less, still hasn't won a championship. 
He's not even gotten that close. Exactly. Um, like Kawhi, two percent of them two, make all NBA team. was more because of the people around him. It's, the it's, argument goes on, right? Yeah, it's you, 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 you can say whatever you want. You can't argue with data. You can't argue with data. Um, argue like you, you can talk to a brick wall you want. I don't care. You need top five picks. The Thunder are going to get top five picks. You can say, "Oh, we're anti tank. We we got to win." Sam Presti told you in the Oklahoma, and he's going to tank. So exactly, uh, that is what it is. Taylor, uh, I think we've ranted long enough. <laughs> um, any parting thoughts before we pump this outro music? I think you're spot on, um, and I just want to say, however, to the like full on anti tankers, right? That are kind of making the uh, the the other side of, of Thunder fandom a little upset. It's okay when the Thunder win games like tonight. It's fun when it's when it's 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 fun. But it, it, the most important thing is something you touched on earlier, Jacob. It's due to when it's due to the youth. Like Shea, Hami contributed. Obviously, Baisley had a nice game. Roby's playing well. Uh, when it's because of reasons like that, that's a really that's a good thing. And you know what? I'd rather be that and maybe end up with the fourth or fifth pick in this upcoming draft than be the the Detroit Pistons this season. One hundred percent. Do it for the children. So, uh, so guys, fun game. Obviously, a lot to break down this game. Um, we could go even longer, but we won't. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. <laughs> uh, got him. That's why I bring Jacob on the pod. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I do appreciate Jacob coming on because it makes it much more fun. Me not having to go solo. You guys have to, to listen to me ramble and rant and uh, having Jacob to go back and forth with. Um, you know, Jacob, you and I might have that chemistry that Shay and Baisley do on that alley-oop in the first half. Hey, I'm telling you, man. The two-man game. That's right. That's right. So thank you guys again for tuning in. The uh, Twitter engagement was awesome tonight, especially in the close game. Uh, be sure to tune to our YouTube channel if you have not already because uh, the engagement there has been awesome also. So I want to be sure to, to thank you guys for tuning in there. Um, I'll probably get off here and try to make a quick highlight video as well before I go to bed, get ready for work. Um, be sure to tune in on Wednesday because we will have you guys covered there for the Thunder at the Phoenix Suns game. Another away game, West Coast-ish, I guess, as I go uh, into Phoenix. We will have you guys covered, as always. So be sure to tune in to our YouTube, all of our um, social medias. And uh, if you look like what you've heard, go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast because that really does help us out. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys for being the best. Until Wednesday, Thunder Up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.